Welcome back to another episode of the Shaq Sports Talk Podcast. Today we got a loaded episode for you guys today on this Saturday afternoon. We got a lot to get into. We're going to start off the show recapping Thursday Night Football. Chargers, Chiefs, and Arrowhead. Mahomes versus Herbert. Ooh, where did they rank in the AFC in terms of teams and the Chargers and Chiefs? All that good stuff. And then we're going to go into my game picks. We're going to go through all the games starting from 1 o'clock. All the way to the doubleheader on Monday Night Football, which is Titans, Bills, and Vikings, Eagles. And then at the end of the at the end of the show, I'm going to be giving out my 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 best bets for this week. It segment's called the Shags Five, where I give out my best bets that are either spread plays or game total over under. So, give you an example with the game totals: uh, Giants, Panthers over under 43 and a half. If it's 24 to 20, I lose because it's 44 points and it's 43 and a half the number. If it's 23 20, I win. So has to go over or under that total. I don't have any over under totals this week for my best bets. They're all spread picks. So I don't want to waste any more time. Without further ado, let's get right into it. So we're going to start off talking about Chargers, Chiefs. By the way, my opinions on these two teams that were coming in before the season still don't change after this game in week two because I still see the same things. Number one, the Chiefs offense didn't really seem super explosive. Mahomes made a great play to Watson in the end zone, but really they didn't have anything going for them. The Justin Watson touchdown where he burned JC Jackson, that was just a great play by Mahomes. It wasn't it didn't feel like the offense was explosive. It seemed like the Chargers game plan, defensive game plan was to load up the box, make Mahomes check off, dump it down, and not lay anything over the top. And they did a very good job of that. Chargers defense, honestly, in my opinion, I don't want to say they couldn't have played any better because they could have played better in the second half. But in the first half, honestly, couldn't play any better. Second half was a problem. We'll get to that in a second. But, man, Chiefs got lucky because, number one, the Chargers went in there with no Keenan Allen and halfway through the game, their offense line's banged up. Lindsley's gone, and I believe one of their starting tackles went out too. So they get they go into the second half with no Keen Allen, your center's hurt, and your starting tackles hurt. So I mean, you're set up to lose, correct? And what my thing is with the Chiefs is that they got very lucky because there are about three plays where you can make the argument. I mean, the in my opinion, the Sante Samuel. Interception, that's not an interception because it hit the ground. But the Bryce Callahan and Derwin James, those should have been picks. The Callahan, uh, not the Callahan interception, I think it was Adderley who picked it off, and Callahan got called for the flag. That's not a flag. I mean, number one, I don't know how you get called for a flag and the DB's on his back. That makes no sense. And I think it's Valdez Scanley. He didn't even trip. He just, like, continued to this route. So, like, it looked like no one even touched him. Holmes throws it and it's intercepted. There's that. And then the Derwin James thing, in my opinion, where he picked it off, that that there wasn't no flag to me either. So there's two plays where they get very lucky. And now we'll address the big thing that everyone's talking about, or at least people came out talking about, was the Herbert interception. Me playing football and me knowing some of the stuff, I don't think that's Herbert's fault. I actually think there's two things. One, Everett ran a half-assed route. A, because he was tired, and B, because they rushed it. They rushed the play. Lombardi, Staley, whoever you want to blame, they rushed that play. 
They rushed it. They're getting to the line, getting to the line. Like, there's no, there's literally no reason. It's first and goal inside the five. There's no reason to rush that play. There's no reason. You got three downs, maybe four if you're willing to go for it. You got four downs. Go Like, that makes no sense to rush that play. They rush it. Herbert throws to where he thinks he's going to be, and he doesn't end up there, and it's a pick six because everyone's gassed and can't chase down the seventh-round draft pick. So there's that, and let's talk about the Chiefs. Chiefs, look, I, my opinions still don't change on them. I think that with Mahomes and the offense, I still – I mean, I don't have concerns, but it's like, you know, I'm not, like, super confident in them because, like, they don't really have that explosive – like, game-breaking player. Like, yeah, Kelsey's a great player, but, like, is he going to really, like, take the top off the defense? Like, I don't get that, like, nervousness with the the Chiefs' offense. I just don't see it. And I think if they're going to be Buffalo, that front seven of Kansas City on defense is really going to have to step up big time for them to win. And tonight, you saw, or on Thursday, you saw their front seven stepped up in a huge way. They really had their way with the Chargers in the second half. The front front seven woke up. I don't know what Steve Spagnuolo did as defense coordinator of the Chargers. I don't know what he did, but he woke up that defense, specifically more the front seven. Now I could get address the safety, the secondary. Secondary is not good. The secondary is really bad, and I think a team like Buffalo can absolutely torch this team, absolutely torch them. There again, there's not a lot of like great passing teams in the AFC. I know the Bengals are a great passing team, and the Chargers are, but again, the Chargers don't have like that speedster that can get out behind the defense. You saw Chase do it last year to him too. Chase absolutely torched the Chiefs defense. Not off short routes. It was all deep balls downfield and Chase ran under it for sixteen, seventy yard touchdowns. Look at the Ravens. Do the Ravens fear like do the like do you get fear from the Ravens like taking the top off the defense? Because personally I don't. I don't because I don't really see the big like game breaking play from Lamar downfield. I just personally don't see it. You talk about the Dolphins, but can Tua get it there? Like, there's concerns like within the AFC. So like maybe they can get away with this. Like I don't know. Like Mike Williams is like a contested jump ball guy. Like he's not gonna run behind the defense and get like a wide open touchdown. You know that's my thing. Mike Williams, like as you saw, dominated in the first half, dominated, and then you saw. Spagnuolo said, hey, no one's getting behind us. And when they do that, they looked actually really solid. They looked really solid. They made Herbert think about his reads once or twice. And they lived with the five-yard check down. They were able to live with that. So, again, my takeaways to wrap all this game up. Here's the big takeaway. Staley's super conservative now. <laughs> super conservative. There's like twice. It's like fourth and one. You're going to go for it here. And he kicks it. Or he punts it. So he has learned his lesson. He fell on his face last year. Staley's super conservative. He fell on his face last year. So I kind of get why he's a little conservative. But there's times where, you know, you just got to be aggressive. My tra- With the Chargers, I just, I don't know. I still think they're top team in the AFC. I st- think they're the third best team in the AFC still. I think they're better than the Ravens. I think they're better than Cincy. I think they're better than most of the teams in the AFC besides Chiefs and Bills. That's just my opinion. With the Chiefs, look, they're going to be a solid team. The question is, can they sustain this? I don't really know. Because Mahomes didn't play great, but he also didn't play terrible. Mahomes didn't really have that big play that you're used to. I know that one throw to Watson was ridiculous. That was nuts. But outside of that, he was a lot of just check down and boring offense for the Chiefs. And the Chiefs love to push the ball downfield. I think the way you beat the Chiefs is just you make them – 
Make them run the ball. If Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire beats you, he beats you. And one more thing with the Chargers. I still have concerns about their linebacking core. Their linebacking core is not great. Kenneth Murray's good, but like Tranquil's not the best. Honestly, he's just not. Pass rush, great. The linebackers have concerns with. But that's just me. And those are my takeaways from Chargers and Chiefs. Now it's time for week two predictions. We're going to run through all these games. Let's get into them. So let's start off with Commanders and Lions. Commanders will travel to Detroit, take on Lions. Let's talk about Commanders had a uh, week one win over the Jags. Now they're going to go to Detroit. And Detroit lost at home and a close one to Philly. But Philly had control for most of that game. About 90% of that game they had that game controlled. Let's talk about this game. Line set at one and a half currently. The Lions are actually favored at home versus Washington. Look, Detroit's a scrappy team. I like Detroit. I really do. My fi- my biggest thing here is that I just don't know, like, what's their, what's the, I'm trying to figure out the word, but, like, do you think that they win this game? Because I, I, I don't really know, because I'll say this, great, they're a great team, but I think that Detroit's actually a really scrappy team. I really like them. I think they're actually a really good team. Playoff team, probably not, but, again, they're going to upset teams. They're going to beat teams that have no business beating because of the heart, grit, and grind that they play with under Dan Campbell. My biggest thing is that I'm afraid in this game that Carson Wentz, I would, I would be, honestly, with Washington, I'd be picking Washington as an underdog right now. They're plus 102 on the money line currently. The over-under is at 48 and a half. I really like Washington this game. The thing is, though, it's Carson Wentz, man. It's it's Carson Wentz because I really don't know what to expect from the Washington Commanders this week. I really don't know because one game you're going to get it and you're going to be like, wow, this team's really good. And then the other week it's like, eh, how good's this team? You know what I'm saying? That's my biggest issue. I'm personally going to ride with the Lions. I'm going to take Detroit, and I think they're going to win this game versus Washington, personally. That's just me. I would take Washington 9 out of 10 times. thing is, though, Carson Wentz, and he always has those moments where he throws those crucial two interceptions, and those are things that cost you the game. I'm going with Detroit. Jets-Browns. I'm going to take the Browns here. Uh, I don't know if Zach Wilson's playing. Currently, as I'm recording, he's not. I'm rolling with Cleveland, and I think they're going to get a big win over the Jets. I think they're going to run the football, kind of like what Baltimore did last week, and I think the Browns are going to win, we'll say, 24-20. That's my pick. I don't think they cover the six-and-a-half spread. It's a big number. Bucks saints Let's get into it. Tom Brady's never beaten the New Orleans Saints before. They come as a minus-two-and-a-half favorite, minus-136 on the money line, and the over-under set at 43-and-a-half via FanDuel. I'm riding with the New Orleans Saints. I think that the Saints are going to win this game outright. Uh, number one, if we're just gonna, we can talk about it real quick. The Saints, they're actually, I think, a solid team. I really do. I really like the Saints. They played really well in week one. I think they're going to build off that this week. Bucks defense looks phenomenal. But again, early in the year, a divisional game, and it's a home underdog. I really like the Saints to get the upset over Tampa Bay. I'm going to say 27-20. That's my pick. Panthers-Giants. 
this is going to be a very interesting game. The Giants could start off four and zero for all we know, because they got games versus Dallas with no Cooper or with no Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush will probably be the quarterback on Monday Night Football at home, and then they got the Bears at home, so they could start the season four and zero. Giants are a minus one and a half favorite, minus one twenty six on the money line. The over under set at forty three and a half via FanDuel. I'm going to take the Giants here. I think that Saqu- I think it's gonna be a great game. Honestly, I think that Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, they're all going to go off in this game. But ultimately, I really didn't like what I saw from Baker last week and that offensive line in particular. I really didn't like it. One, how the hell is DJ Moore not involved? It's week one. I got it. But if he's not involved this week, it's time to sell on DJ Moore, in my opinion. And I, I'm a huge fan of DJ Moore. I draft him in my fantasy leagues. But he's just not even getting involved in the offense. And how is that possible? That makes no sense in my opinion. He really, I think he had what three receptions for forty-two yards. You gotta get. He's gonna get at least five, six receptions. Come on. I think that the Giants' defense in the second half, in particular, and Jones played well last week. No, he threw the interception, but he played well last week. I'm rolling with the New York Giants at home to get the win over Carolina. I'm gonna say seventeen thirteen, Giants final score. Pats, Steelers, Steelers come into this as a plus two and a half underdog. They're a home dog. They're set at plus 120 on the money line and the over-under set of 40 40 and a half. Number one, I'm not picking the Patriots. Not saying this is a guarantee, but I'm just not taking the Patriots to win this game. Number one, they looked horrendous. I said this on the podcast last, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday. They looked horrendous versus the Steelers. Horrendous. They couldn't do anything. They got no momentum on really any drives for the most part. Miami almost did whatever they wanted on offense, basically, for the most part. I think that the Steelers might be close. Don't know if they cover the two and a half. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But, again, I think they're going to win this game. They're a home dog, which makes no sense. It's Tomlin at home. Give me the Steelers plus two and a half, and I think they're going to win this game. I'm going to say 23-20. Okay, as I'm recording this, Michael Pittman, just they just announced that Michael Pittman is out for Colts first Jaguars. Went from four and a half to three. So Jaguars plus 138 on the money line. The over-unders at 45 and a half. Colts are minus three at minus 110. And the uh, the money line is minus 164. The over-under, as I mentioned earlier, was 45 and a half. I'm wrong with the Colts. They lost They they lost last week. They tied, but they lost. That's a game that you just lost last week. They lost it. I know they haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. I think that day ends this week. I think the Colts are going to come out and make a statement. It's minus three. I know people aren't a fan of the Colts right now, and the Jaguars, everyone's taking the Jaguars from what I know. They think it's going to be another upset. I'm going the other way. Matt Ryan has a statement game, and Jonathan Taylor runs all over the Jaguars. Close game, I really do. I think there's actually going to be more points than people expect. Give me the Colts to win 27-26, to and a very close one, but give me the Colts. I think this is the best game in the 1 o'clock slot. It's Dolphins and Ravens. We're actually going to see how good this Dolphins team is. With really, I think this is a really good Baltimore team. Their secondary is good. Their linebacking core is good. Their front seven's a little concerning, but I think that their problems will be solved as the season progresses. 
with Miami, their offensive line shaky. Tua looked good at times and then looked like the old Tua. So if they can get more of a consistent version of Tua, they're going to have a chance to win this game. They're at Baltimore. Baltimore's minus 3.5. Minus one ninety on the money line and the over under set at forty four and a half. Uh, Dolphins plus three and a half, plus one sixty on the money line. I'm going with Baltimore. I think Baltimore's going to come out, and I could be totally wrong. And this is one of my bigger takes this week. I think Baltimore's going to come out and make a statement versus Miami. Number one, the Ravens lost to them last year, and if you saw Lamar, there's two things going for him right now. One, he's pissed off. He didn't get that contract, and I think, honestly, one of those games that you can point to and why he didn't get that contract is that Miami game right there. It's right there. Flores sent a bunch of blitzes at him. He couldn't respond. He didn't respond well. He couldn't really respond, but he didn't respond well. And Baltimore folded in that Thursday night football game versus the Dolphins. I think Baltimore is going to come out and win big this week. I'm predicting 28-14. I think they're going to hold down Miami's offense for this more specifically the second half. I know they have a lot of guys on the injury report right now, so they could all be out, and this blows up in my face. But I think Baltimore, I've been very high on Baltimore. I think they're going to come out and make a statement this week, and I think they're going to win big versus Miami. I'm going to say 28-14 final score. Four o'clock game, Rams-Falcons. Don't really need to talk about this. Rams are at home. McVay got stomped on last week. Rams are going to win big. I think they're going to cover this minus nine. I got I have this at minus nine and a half on my picks. Uh, minus nine and a half is what I have it as. So I'm taking the Rams to cover the nine and a half. I also think they'll cover the 10 as well. They're minus 550 on the money line. Falcons are plus 410, and the over-under is at 46.5. Give me the Rams to win big. I'm going to say 34-13 to 13 Rams. I think they're really going to blow them out this week. Seahawks 49ers. There's a rumor. I got to check the weather, but I there's a rumor. I'm looking it up now that there is weather concerns in San Francisco and that it's supposed to look very similar to that Chicago game. Okay, It's supposed to look very similar. My biggest question is why then is San Francisco minus nine and a half on the on the point spread? Why? That's my biggest question. Because if it's really supposed to rain that bad on Sunday, why are they supposed to be favored in that big capacity? So it's supposed to rain at kickoff, and it looks like it's going to rain throughout the entire game. It's supposed to rain even before that. It's it's going to rain the entire day. It's going to rain the entire day. Just looked it up just now. I'm taking the Niners, but I don't know about the nine and a half. I'm going to take the Niners to win. I'm going to say seven. I'm going to say twenty to thirteen. 49ers. The over unders at forty and a half. I'm probably going with the over or the under. Excuse me. I think the Niners are going to win this game, but in a sloppy fashion. Give me the Niners to win. Bengals Cowboys in Jerry World. Bengals. I think they're going to win this game. Whether it's by six, whether by it's a thousand, fifty, hundred, doesn't matter. I'm going with Cincinnati. I'd be very surprised if Dallas pulls the upset here. I'm going with Cincinnati to win big bounce back week for Cincinnati. I think they blow out Dallas. I'm gonna say twenty eight to ten Bengals. Texans, Broncos, Broncos minus nine and a half, five hundred on the money line, minus five hundred, and the Texans are plus three eighty five with the over under set at forty five and a half. 
in mile high. I'm going with Denver, whether, you know, they win by 20, win by 10, whether they cover or don't cover. I'm going with Denver. I think they're going to win this game. Houston showed some fight last week. I think that playing Denver is a disadvantage for a lot of teams because we know the high altitude. I'm going with Denver to win. I think I don't know if they cover, but I think they're definitely going to win this game. I'm going to say 28. I'm going to say 31 to 16 Broncos. Cardinals Raiders. If you haven't learned this in the like looking at the spreads and picking the spreads and all that stuff, if there's a game like this, Raiders and Cardinals, it's set at minus five and a half. And the over-unders at 51 and a half. They have no clue what's going to happen in this game. Vegas can't tell you. They got no clue what's happening. So they're setting at a 51 and a half. It's minus five and a half for the Raiders. Coming off a loss. They got no clue what's going to happen here. Honestly, I think it's worth taking the Cardinals at plus 190. I think the Raiders edge them out by a field goal. I'm going to say 33 to 30 final score. Raiders win in a shootout, but ultimately the Raiders went on a game-winning field goal. Devontae Adams is going to have a monster game. I'm going with the Raiders 33-30 to in a shootout, and they will cover that over under 51.5. Next game, Sunday Night Football, Packers-Bears. I'm getting these numbers because these are my picks from Friday. I'm getting at 9.5. I, st- I will probably still take it at 10. Packers minus 10, minus 500, they're minus 10 in the point spread, minus 500 in the money line, over under set at 41 and a half. I'm going with the Packers to win this game big. Number one, I don't really care about the conditions. I'm taking the Packers. They looked bad, obviously. They looked sloppy coming out of the gate versus Minnesota. Who, by the way, Minnesota, we talked about this. We'll talk about them like literally in a second. Minnesota, I think, is a dark horse team in the NFC. That team is that team's good. That team is really, really good. I really like what they're doing in Minnesota. And I think that, you know, the pat so the, the sun the Sunday night weather, it's looking like fifty six degrees with some cloudy, maybe potential rain. Doesn't look like it's gonna rain, it just looks like it's gonna be cloudy. I'm going with the Packers. Packers usually blow out the Bears here in the spot, usually for the most part. I'm taking the Packers to win this game big. I'm going to say 31-10 to 10 Packers. They're going to score a lot of points this week. They're going to hold it down on defense, whether it's defense getting pick six or fumble recoveries for touchdowns, whatever. I think the Bears are going to have a monster game. Rodgers going to bounce back at home, giving the Packers to win big. Um, Monday Night Football games, Bills-Titans, minus 10. It was minus 9.5 yesterday. It's minus 10 now. Minus 460 on the money line. Over-under set at 47.5. Titans are plus 360. Honestly, if you want something that could you know, win you a lot of money, you put the Titans in a little parlay. If that's my advice to you. If you want something that can make you a lot of money, put the Titans in a parlay. They're in Buffalo. They looked horrendous last week. They looked like on defense. They looked terrible. But they got Derrick Henry. It's plus 10. And if you want something to win a, you know, pay small to win big in a parlay, this is where you pick the Titans plus 360. You got really nothing to lose, in my opinion. But back to the point, they're minus 10. 
I don't like that number because the Titans are going to run the ball, keep the game close. The clock's going to run. I like the Bills to win, but not to cover. I think they're going to keep it within seven points. I'm going to rock with 36. Uh, I'll lower it. I'm going to go 29-20 Bills. Actually, I don't know. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. 33-27 Bills. I think the Titans are score a lot of points. I think they're going to run the football a lot. Henry's going to break a bunch of big runs. It's going to be a lot of points. 33-27 Bills. But I like the Titans to cover. Vikings, Eagles. Vikings are a plus two and a half. Road dog, plus 116 on the money line. And over under set of 15 and a half. Eagles money line is minus 136. Let's talk about it. I really don't know what to expect in this game. I'm really excited just to watch this game. Because number one, this game, Justin Jefferson's got something to prove. And I got him in fantasy this week. So I should have a good game from Justin Jefferson. I got Justin Jefferson on one of my fantasy teams. I'm expecting him to be huge this week. I expect a big game from Justin Jefferson. Maybe over 100 yards, a few touchdowns. I think he's going to have a huge game this week. I know Philly secondary is really good and it's really improved, but I really like Minnesota in the spot. But honestly, I'm taking the Eagles to win. I think the Eagles are going to win this game. They're home. I think they got everything going for them. I'll say this. The Vikings defense looked really good last week, but I'm going to take the Eagles. I think it's going to be a little bit low scoring than people think. I'm going to say 26-23 Eagles. They win their home opener on Monday Night Football. We're not done yet. We got the Shags 5, so allow me to do my picks. Last week, I went 4-0 my picks. Those picks included Ravens minus 6.5 versus the Jets, and they won. Broncos, Seahawks, over, under. I went with the under 44.5, that one. Vikings, plus 1.5, and, and Bucks, minus 2.5, that one as well. Week 2, let's get right into it. A team I really like uh, picking picking, uh, picking for is, that's even a thing, the Ravens. I really like picking the Ravens. That's a team that, you know, Harbaugh, they're always established, really good team. I like the Ravens, minus 3.5 on the point spread, and I think they're going to win big. I said this already. I think they're going to win this game outright. I think they're going to win huge. I think they're going to win this game big. 28-14 is my score prediction. I like the Ravens here. Lamar's got something to prove, man. They got, he's got something to prove. I wasn't really too impressed with Miami this or this past week. I wasn't super impressed, but like they're not a bad team. But I really like the Ravens minus 3.5 here. I really do. They're home, too. Steelers plus 2.5 at home. Home dog early in the year. Give me the Steelers. Number one, the Pats did not look good by any stretch of the imagination. They didn't look really that good at all they lost badly they couldn't score any points I know TJ Watts out but it's like I don't know you telling me that like the Steelers who if you watch what they did to Joe Burrow last week and it wasn't even just TJ Watt it was Cam Hayward Alex Highsmith they're doing a lot of things on offense like Claypool he's getting the ball a lot I think Najee's on track to play they're a home dog early in the year give me the Steelers plus two and a half the next two ones are big spreads, but I really think they're going to win big. One's the Rams, minus 9.5. I even could take it at 10 for all I care. You know what? I'll still take it at 10. I'll take it at 10. I'll, I'll, I'll adjust it, and I'll be fair. Rams, minus 10, and the Packers, minus 10. I still like that. 
It's 10 flat. It's not 10 and a half. It's just 10. I really like the Packers and Rams to win big this week. Rams coming off a loss to a great Buffalo team. They get to face, one. Of, I think, one of the worst teams in football in the Atlanta Falcons. I think they're going to absolutely dominate, dominate this week. Give me the Rams minus 10. And the other game, I like the Packers on, on Sunday Night Football. Packers minus 10. I really like that as well. Packers are going to come out. They're going to hit a lot. Rodgers is going to be rolling. Give me the Packers to win big on primetime. Those are my picks for this week. I know it's a little bit of a short podcast and rushed. I really apologize. I'm rushing this. I just came back from a big sporting event. I'm, I rushed this. I apologize. I just had to get the picks out there. I, I owe it to you guys. I missed out on week one with the recording, so I feel like I owe it to you guys to get it out this week with week two. Those are my game picks for this week. Tell me what you guys think. Hey, if you see any stuff on NFL Sunday, hey, send it my way. Send it my way. Make sure you check out the Twitter because all my stuff, all stuff that I'm not doing on the podcast is on the Twitter. So make sure you follow the Shag Sports Talk podcast on Twitter. It really just, I think it just says my name on it, Brady. So go check it out. All that stuff. That will do it for today's episode of Shag Sports Talk podcast. Shag Sports Talk podcast is out.